this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast this is g sampath your host for today's episode german luxury car maker mercedes benz has started a new model of retailing cars in india what it calls retail of the future or rotf under which it is now selling cars directly to customers Traditionally a car maker would sell cars to a dealer and the dealer would then sell it to the customer. Customers had the option of visiting different dealerships, comparing prices and pitting one dealer against another in a bid to get the best discount. But now in this new model they would have to purchase the cars directly from Mercedes-Benz. This is an intriguing development because the car market in India is in a state of flux right now. On the one hand there is of course the pressure to drive an entire shift to electric vehicles and on the other there is the pressure to shore up sales which have still not quite recovered from the pandemic related shocks so coming against this background what exactly is the business logic behind this new model of retail how does it change things for the customer how does it change the business model for dealers and most critically is this something that will remain restricted to the luxury segment or are we likely to see even mass market car makers make the shift to selling the cars directly to customers we explore all these questions with puneet gupta of ihs market a leading business and market intelligence consultancy as the director of automotive sales forecasting at ihs market puneet leads the south asia and asean sales forecasting team and is responsible for future product intelligence market insights and trends assessment puneet welcome to infocus Yeah thank you very much glad to be on this platform thank you Puneet to start with can you explain how Mercedes's direct to customer sales model actually works Yeah sure uh, so i think Mercedes you know is a leader in in the premium segment in India it is really heartening to see them leading transformation primarily you know i think they are moving towards more of a digital model so which is our combination of obviously physical showroom and a digital just to elaborate here you know though you obviously you touched in the beginning so it's more like earlier mercedes used to bill it to the dealers and dealers further used to bill it to the customers right but now what are they really talking about they will directly bill it to the customer whereas it will be the dealer who will still remain on the front end basically what is the use right so use is to completely eliminate the inefficiency because at the end of the day once the company bills to the dealers so it is primarily on the books of dealer so obviously he is uh, he has used his working capital and there is a interest capital which is which is on his head you know which builds pressure on him so now i think this model will really help them uh, eliminate inefficiencies and so in short yeah that's it so what exactly are the kinds of inefficiencies are we talking about is it going to for example reduce waiting times for customers or is it going to free up capital for the dealers does it mean dealers have to invest less in their in their, in their business how does it really make it more efficient so so i think it's a combination of both you know obviously there are monetary aspect to it and there are non monetary aspect to it so one thing is obviously from the monetary perspective i touched on you know for example now when the vehicle comes in the stock of the dealership right so from that moment itself when the amount is being debited at the mercedes company itself so dealer starts bearing the interest cost right so his profitability does get impacted 
so but now you know since he's taking the order and then he's billing it to company then obviously he doesn't have that kind of expense you know which will be on his books and then on the other side you know there are a lot many other pressures for example once a dealer has a fleet of uh, vehicles lying with him so he will only try to pitch those vehicles which are in his stock when when i talk about vehicles it means like he will try to pitch the color if he has blue color he has black color if white is not in his stock you know so so this is generally what he tries to do he tries to convince a customer to take this variant or to take that color so somewhere i think now the consumer is open you know and now the dealer is open because at the end of the day whatever consumer wants so you know he can order that specific model because in all the cases so that a vehicle will be delivered uh, irrespective of the color or the variant or of a fuel variation right will be billed to the dealer at the same time so similarly you know you see there are a lot of pricing a lot of discounts which comes from the dealership right now those sometimes those discounts may you know may really differ sometimes that is less sometimes that is more now when the company is giving you offer so that's a standard offer across the customers across the country the customer gets that kind of trust that he's not being cheated by the company or by the dealer uh, you know then i think uh, the customer gets uh, benefits in terms of for example if the vehicle doesn't have uh, let us say if it is lying in the warehouse right so customers may also have a thought in it that there may be some scratches or the quality may get down or so i think when the vehicle is being directly dispatched from the company and it is being delivered obviously through dealer to the customer so customer gets that trust that confidence in his product at the end of the day you know i think in this entire model uh, so customer is the winner and obviously one thing which which always come into picture is the resale value when the product is built through the company it is at a standard rate then resale values also goes accordingly but when sometimes you know dealers do give exceptional margin or sometimes dealer doesn't give any discounts in the particular market then the resale value also fluctuates so i think overall it's a clear win win for the customer as well as for the dealers as well as for the company because at the end of the day it's just about eradicating the inefficiencies from the system okay the inefficiencies which you so nicely elaborated on just now they are not restricted to the luxury car segment or to mercedes so does this mean that we are going to see this model coming in even for mass market cars and hatchbacks and so on so forth yeah so i think mass markets are a very different ball game right so because at the end of the day obviously this uh, concept will come because at the end of the day this pandemic was a trigger and this has led to the digital revolution right so now everybody every customer every person has access to internet has access to the laptops or the mobiles and he's used to it he's comfortable with it right irrespective of the company i think there has been a movement from a brick and mortar approach to click and mortar approach right so that way yes there will be a shift but i think the shift will not be as radical like what we have seen in case of mercedes uh, just to elaborate here more in mass oem it will be more like there will be regional concept there will be regional warehouses because they are really dealing with massive volume right because if you talk about for example maruti suzuki they are dealing with roughly around 1.6 million cars every year so which is a phenomenal volume so they will have a kind of a regional warehouses which they already have so they will try to work more on that concept rather than directly billing from their central one warehouse to the dealer 
they will also have regional warehouses which will be on company roles for example for north they have one maybe for east they have one for south they may have two right so the company will directly bill from their uh, southern regional warehouse to the dealer or to the customer but i think this concept is more useful where the volumes are uh, are less and where the product mix is quite complex in a premium oem you know so obviously you have a lot of variants and the volumes uh, are very very less right so i think it makes more sense for these premium manufacturers rather than for big players like maruti suzuki or hyundai or tata no, there's a fair point where you're saying that it would uh, make more sense for premium vehicles where there are lots of uh, differences in terms of variants and options for the different kinds of accessories and trims and so on. But would that then mean that even mass market manufacturers like Hyundai, for example, who have premium offerings, they may make this the preferred mode of purchase for their premium segment cars, which where the volumes are again probably comparable to other luxury cars? Yeah, I think very interesting point. I think very true. I think it can be a great mechanism for specifically, you know, very niche models being served by mass OEM. So there it will definitely make sense. And to some extent that happens also. Mass OEMs first take the order right from a consumer and then they place that order to the company. And then company builds it back to the dealer and then serves immediately to the customer. But yeah, it's a very good thought that for mass OEMs, they can really think of something on those lines for their niche models where the volume is too less. So taking this forward, are we then seeing the early signs in the auto sector of, of a change in the retail model as such, which is sort of analogous to what we have seen happen in other FMCG segments, where you just customers increasingly, you know, you like you go on Swiggy and then you pick what are the kinds of things you want to order in your particular subway whether you want to add this sauce or that thing, you know, and then you design your own particular product and then you order it with a click. So are we going to into a scenario where more and more cars are going to be purchased online, maybe except for the test drive, which you can't really do online. Everything is going to be done digitally going forward. Is that where we are headed? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think uh, the industry is going through this uh, digital transformation. And I think right now it is all about uh, that product is at your core, but it is topped by multiple experiences, right? So I think this is what now the customer wants because he's already knowledgeable about the product, right? So today, every customer who marches into the showroom knows everything about the product because everything is available online on the company website or on the dealer website. Uh, even the comparisons are available from lot many websites. And since now this is accessible, right? So customer is very much aware about the product. But at the end of the day, for company or for the dealer, product remains at the core. But obviously, it is all experiences which will matter. And that is where the role of dealerships will come in. These dealerships will have to move and think of something which is substantially different and which can really help them retaining their customers. And also, I think it is exactly what is happening in FMCG sector or other sectors like tourism or travel. What I have been seeing is the telemedicine. So I think we have been seeing companies like Precto. They have been serving their customers through a digital mechanism. At the end of the day, customer or patient, they look out for that. Similarly, in travel, you are looking for a robot guides. You really need not visit a national park uh, so you just get the view of the national park on your tv explained it by 
Robert or maybe a person virtually, right? So I think obviously after this pandemic, things have changed a lot. I think the world has shrunk that way because we are seeing this kind of even one day I was reading about nursing. And so even if you have some small help, you have that concept of nurses who don't know your local language in which you speak, but with the help of some apps or tools, they can actually interact with the patients, right? So I think all this is because of this digital revolution. And obviously, auto industry is no more different, right? So we are also a kind of a commodity industry now with sales globally touching around 90 million. Auto industry is also a commodity industry and obviously it has to move in that direction because at the end of the day, if customer is experiencing or his expectation is that what's happening in tourism or in medical industry or in FMCG sector, so he is expecting the same in auto sector. And since in India, auto sector is really ahead in terms of its professionalism, so that's why we are seeing all these things happening in auto industry so i was hearing about the concept of a service factories so where actually you don't take your vehicle to a particular outlet you take your vehicle to a service factory which is like on the outskirts of a city the dealer picks your car from the home he takes it to the service factory which is actually on the outskirts and then he gives it back to you so the customer gets the benefit because he's getting it he doesn't need to deliver his vehicle there is a lot of automation around in those service factories similarly the showroom now is is being brought at your doorsteps right you talk about finance you talk about insurance you talk about extended warranty so everything every knowledge is being delivered at your doorstep so obviously now a customer doesn't need to go to a showroom right the showroom is coming to him so even the test rides are uh, the vehicle is coming to him So I think the approach has changed after pandemic. So this has brought a lot of opportunity for all of us, for the businesses. And I think adversity is always the best because it always brings a huge opportunity. Right. This coming back to the whole question of what it means for dealers. Earlier in the traditional model, the dealer would get a commission on sales, right? And And he has a margin in terms of how much he buys the car from the a company and what price he sells it to the customer. So how does he make money now? Because the customer is buying directly from the company. The dealerships are all still going to be there. So how does the dealer make money exactly? Firstly, this model is just to complement the existing model, right? I don't think so. They are touching too much on the margin aspect. But obviously, if there was a cost involved earlier by a dealer, so that cost is not being now paid to the dealer. For example, inventory funding cost, because that inventory funding cost will now move from dealer to the company itself, because company is bearing that cost. So that way you can say that the margin will get impacted. But at the end of the day, this model just complements the existing model. The net margin to a dealer should actually, if you ask me, should be higher because at the end of the day, the entire burden, uh, you know, if the product sells or it doesn't sell about the color, about the variant, about the old emission uh, norms, you know, for example, in India, we had seen what happened during a transition to BS4. So there were a lot of models where actually the dealers have burned, uh, burned their fingers, right? So now all those costs will not be bear by the dealer. So actually dealer net impact on margin will be more. He's getting more money 
than before. The only thing is that he has to change, he has to reskill his people. He has to work a lot on customer relationship now. So, which is obviously great because that is what the dealers are there for. You know, they really need to add the local flavor to the discussion or they really need to understand the local customers better so that their executives can have a, a better interaction with him and they can actually serve with a perfect fit product to the customer exactly what he looks out for. I think now uh, the role of the dealer is very much customer centric, right? So I'm sure, you know, this will really help in customer delight also, because as I said in the beginning itself, so now dealer is pitching the product with a very, very open mindset. It was not like that. He was not pitching earlier with an open mindset, right? But now, you know, since um, he's not bothered about the variant, he's not bothered about the color, he's not bothered about the model because nothing is lying at his stock. So, so he's open to offer anything what customer wants and customer gets something what he wants. There is a clear, fair win-win for everybody in this ecosystem. Right. In fact, I could really relate to what you're saying about the dealers now being in a position to sell with an open mind because a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to help a friend buy a new car and we went to different dealerships and the whole experience sort of brings me to another question related to what you just said a little while back. You said about how adversity sort of propels manufacturers and businessmen to sort of think of new innovative ideas. Now, today, uh, what, what I found when I did this thing, this outing with my friend where we tried to you know, decide on, a, on buying a car for her, is that most dealers were really struggling to sort of being able to satisfy what the uh, customer was trying to get. They have, each one of them has got long waiting times. They're unable to deliver anything at all within a, less than two or three months time. Any good model, they were having long delays and waiting periods and ultimately she wasn't able to get what she wanted and, and I understand that this could probably be due to the semiconductor chip shortage and also perhaps the effect of the pandemic on supply chain and so on. So is this perhaps one of the reasons why uh, Mercedes took this call because here now it doesn't really matter whether you have a particular variant or a model or a color in a particular dealer and whether you are able to supply it, you will then try to push whatever is there in your stock and by showing the customer this is what we've got and from this lot you come to our website and you click whatever you want and you'll have it delivered is this in a way uh, driven by this whole semiconductor related shortage and, uh, and the associated crisis that we're seeing in so many dealerships which have all got long waiting times I think excellent point here, Sampath, by you. Obviously, this was not at all driven by these kind of volatile situations, you know, what we are seeing today post-pandemic. Nevertheless, I think uh, this is a clear indication of the uh, thought process what players like Mercedes have. So I think like you're absolutely right, you know, right now the crisis is because of, uh, you know, shortages, uh, because of semiconductor shortage or because of magnesium shortage, you know, or because of steel shortages, right? So, so multiple things, you know, right? Uh, obviously for the semiconductor crisis, it's because of its own reason. But now because of this initiative by Mercedes, I think it is the dealers who are net beneficiary of this offer and also the customers because the dealers will not make any false promises to the customer now and at the end of the day when there is no false promise right because because what i know is you know that even the customer even the mercedes is giving win number to the customers while booking 
when there is transparency to such uh, extent. One second, please. What exactly can you please explain for the benefit of your viewers? What is a VIN number? Okay, VIN number is vehicle identification number. So this is a number you know which is a particular for your car and which explains your chassis number when you dig into it your engine number primarily you know this kind of details you are going to get and and you actually can track your vehicle is at what stage of a delivery so once a customer gets details into such a extent so then obviously his satisfaction levels will go up that is how i think for example you know we are seeing this semiconductor crisis today i can actually tell you a lot of consumers in the market because there have been a lot of products which are in waiting period of 10 months uh, more than a year four months so there is a lot of dissatisfaction which happens even before the car has been bought by the customer and so with this players like mercedes would be on a definitely on a positive side they will have an edge and that is how you really make your customers retain to a particular brand i think this is this is something radical you know something which is innovative something which is uh, uh, futuristic what uh, mercedes have done in india and uh, and i think they have also replicated this model in other markets like uh, sweden south africa austria where uh, this is good and primarily you know after this pandemic i think pan- this pandemic was not the first you know obviously this won't be the last right so these kind of things we are going to see uh, in the future also but once you are ready with your uh, stronger uh, mechanism i am sure that the customers uh, will be happy because uh, everything is being shared uh, through them in a digital fashion right this is definitely of course a new model and we should uh, we should be interested to see how it develops going forward whether it translates into the non luxury segment and whether it gives a, a further boost to the whole transition to digital sales uh, even in the automobile sector punit thank you so much for uh, sharing your comments and insights on this issue a uh, pleasure talking to you yeah thank you very much sampath uh, again uh, you know it was nice talking to you thank you very much In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.